Chapter Fifteen of A Deal with the Devil. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Angelique G. Campbell, January two thousand nineteen. A Deal with the Devil by Eden Philpotts, Susan Marks. I may say at once that the police never found Grandpapa. Neither Lecoq nor Edgar Allan Poe's amateur would have done so for the simple reason that my grandparent was growing younger at the rate of one year every five weeks or so and though there is not much difference between one year and the next in adult life yet when we deal with a period of adolescence great changes become visible in brief periods he was about five-and-twenty when we went to upper norwood and two-and-twenty when we left that desirable neighbourhood after a residence of about three months you look your age there's no doubt about that martha he said to me once in a very uncalled-for way so do most respectable people i answered sharply we can't all go backwards the terms wouldn't suit everybody you needn't be personal he answered and you needn't lose your temper i say you look your age and more than your age and i'll tell you why he broke off and tapped a bottle significantly go your own way of course but don't say nobody ever tried to save you don't say your grandfather didn't warn you in time you were as stupid as an owl last night when i came in yes i know what you're going to say i had better look to myself before i criticize other people but remember i don't matter my tour is booked through things are different with you and i tell you frankly it's a sorry sight to see an old woman of your age going down the hill so fast no grandfather could view such a spectacle calmly how i wept to be sure it was the first kind thoughtful word i had ever heard from him since the commencement of the new scheme for several days afterwards his manner quite changed he devoted himself to me and amongst other things purchased me two dozen bottles of non-alcoholic bitter beer and a book of intemperate temperance addresses all too soon however i discovered the reasons for this sudden outburst of affection dear grandpapa began to feel that he could not get on without me and he had another little affair in hand i found a morocco case in his room one morning it contained a very exquisite gold bracelet he had been late overnight and i had taken his breakfast up to him the parcel with the bracelet came on the preceding evening while he was out he had opened it on returning and left it open as he was asleep as i took in his morning meal i had time to examine the trinket i looked at the costly toy and then at grandpapa reposing peacefully and sweetly with the glow of health and youth on his face he lived out of doors now and spent most of his time at the palace of course the bracelet spoke louder than words he awoke saw what i had seen sat up ate three eggs much toast and other things then made a clean breast of his latest entanglement it's the purest truest attachment my first genuine love so to speak and my last and she's a girl to whom i can tell my secret i feel that susan would believe anything 
she will see me through the next two years or so and then she will be left free to marry again yes we are engaged socially it is a bit of a come-down from mabel talbot but i don't want to found a family or go in for a swagger connection the girl loves me and that's quite good enough for me who is she grandpapa nobody at least i don't know anything about our family she doesn't ever mention them and i make no inquiries i don't want to be within the radius of another mother-in-law again at my time of life i know them we're going to be married privately and then run out to america susan keeps a stall at the crystal palace she's a model girl and sells chocolate and sweet stuff generally you might go up and see her without saying anything just stop in a casual way and hear her talk buy a pennyworth of something and study the girl a little she's a perfect treasure of a woman in my opinion i've reached an age now when goodness outweighs beauty and everything but she is beautiful too she hangs out under that statue of the lady and the horse lady and horse both dressed alike you'll find her there and you'll recognize her if you go this afternoon by this bracelet which you'll have on by that time draw her out and you'll find i'm right she would cling to me and comfort my declining years i shall tell her i'm going away to london for the afternoon then you will have it all to yourself and see what a girl she is i obeyed him and that afternoon visited the palace found lady godiva without difficulty and susan mark selling chocolate below i saw the bracelet immediately it was on the wrist of a big dark girl very showily dressed she had bold black eyes that twinkled at the men as they passed and a hard voice which she endeavored to make seductive as she lured visitors to the chocolate she was talking to a young man when i arrived and kept me waiting a considerable time but i did not mind that i was listening to some interesting conversation yes it ain't a bad bangle my little mash dan dolphin gave it to me he's fairly gone on me that's straight i've got four laws to the tune of three or four hundred quid out of him and a promise of marriage promise what you like sue but no kid mind what you said i ain't jealous but i'm number one mind he's only number two number two he's number twenty more like you're a fool tom and you are jealous and i like to see you angry you know well enough tommy that i never loved none but you the fools come and the fools go but tom goes on forever these little chappy ought to be good for a hundred or two more then we'll get married you and me and i'll cut the chocolate and the butterflies had they arranged their conversation expressly for my benefit neither could have made a more conclusive satisfactory and at the same time disgraceful statement my blood boiled when i thought of my grandfather's boyish passion being wasted on this minx what are you staring at asked the girl rudely suddenly realizing that i was standing by the wall 
i'm waiting to be served i answered i want one of those penny sticks of cadbury's chocolate when you can make it convenient to attend to me she gave me the refreshment and i heard her utter a vulgar jest at my expense as i turned away but for all that i hastened home with a light heart once more was i in a position to save grandpapa End chapter fifteen